Okay, uh, so we're looking up the the Anamad. Well, I'm just looking for a particular excerpt quotation here, if I can. Oh, there's Mahat. You know Mahat. Yeah, he says the word of the Anamad is Ipsos, which means by the same mouth. So the mouth is an important thing here. Okay, well, I'll, hold on, I'll just uh, post the excerpt here. Okay. Oh, it's page 238, that's nice. So, is it is it Parsons then who introduces that term, the end of Matt, or where does that come no, in? No, that's, that's kind of Grant, it's got to be. Or is that, I think it might have been Frater Ashad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Frater Ashad? Yeah, it says it was left to Crowley's magical son, Frater Achad, to demonstrate the possibility of a, of a concurrent aeons wherein the three times past, present, and future coalesce and reify a simultaneous and direct experience of ultra-dimensional and extra-temporal consciousness. He succeeded in adumbrating the manifestation of a time cycle known as the Aeon of Matt, expected by more orthodox occultists to supersede by some 2,000 years the present era which... Crowley introduced in 1904 as the Aeon of Horus. Right, okay. So that's from Frater Achad. No wonder Crowley hated him so much. Oh my god, he called him him basically a fucking idiot. I remember that. There's there's some place where Crowley was just in a rage over freaking Frater Achad's ideas and stuff. It's probably triggering for him because he's so attached to his own thing. Yeah, he was just a little too patriarchal, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, that's weird then. So, is is Parsons following Frater Achad then? No, he he broke off on his own to do his own thing. But they but they he, he like, was in co- he was in correspondence with with Crowley up until the end, right, right, right. But but then Crowley said he was kind of um, I forget the exact words, but yeah, he was a little bit um, crazy um, as far as Crowley was concerned. He called yeah. him a fool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, Kenneth Grant, however, is saying that you know. Parsons and Achad had the uh, the correct uh, understanding. You know, there's, the... there's, there's, is there almost no mention anywhere from Crowley towards Helena Blavatsky? No, no, he he had a little no. uh, commentary on the ways of silence and and how she he really respected her as as yeah. a great adept. He did, yeah. didn't he? Because she, that's the thing. So like, loved... yeah, and you know, like it's like you know Mary Baker Eddy. He the exact quote is, that he called her was an. Uh, an intellectual prostitute. What was it? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. Is 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 yeah. that is that Mary Baker Eddy or any yeah of Mary songs? yeah Alistair Crowley called oh a mental prostitute. Alistair Crowley called Mary Baker Eddy a mental prostitute. And meanwhile, he had this great respect for Helena Blavatsky, which makes so much sense. And like that's like a completely different angle on everything, and he had respect for it. It's interesting. Well, in the he probably liked that the press was always, you know, talking, making scapegoating her, and like, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, the weird thing every, is, is that, like, Crowley would always maintain that like a woman couldn't be a proper magus because she couldn't like form her own religion and word. Except, you know, Bolvatsky obviously did both of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, so, he, and he seemed to respect her, so what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So It's, he, it's interesting he, also because all the, both of those sides, like the two sides that, that come out in his novel, The Moonchild, right? Like on one side, A.E. Mm-hmm. Waite and all those guys, and then and he, even Rudolf Steiner and everybody else, everybody respected Bolvatsky, right? Like that's, right. Um, 
Yeah, so we worked around that by saying that, um, well, you know, she had uh, uh, hidden masters who were actually feeding her her lines, but I don't know. No, uh, I think she would have said the same, though, wouldn't she? <laughs> well, she she did say the same, like Kutumi and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Tibetan master people. So, so that was the way that Carly wormed away, wormed around mm. saying that a woman mm. could never be a Magus. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we have Marjorie Cameron there, huh? In uh, Kenneth Angus' right. film. Right, right. Uh, looking very Kali, but also a little Lana-ish, actually. So we yeah. gotta get we gotta get back to Freder a cod. You guys call it? It's a hod. A hod. Yeah. Like you're clearing your throat, as Mel Brooks would say. Um, and it, he mentions Kenneth Grant mentions the the key book is Liber Pene Penumbra. Right. Right, right. Um, that book I did not actually find very useful as far as this goes. Really? Okay. I mean, you can check it out. It's, it's short thing you can find it on the internet. And and there's also a book called Mop Magic um, by uh, uh, this uh, Andahanda. Andahanda. My voice is getting a little tired now. You know what the thing is? Is like when I read Kenneth Grant, I can. I can sense all these places of where people are influenced by him, you know, like but, what he's referencing. I'm like, this is uh-huh. like, people are drawing from this like crazy. And so whatever the case, whatever you think of him as an authority on anything is kind of like beside the point in terms of that. If we're looking at it from that context, it's like, this well, is somebody hugely influential Well, the whole, yeah, the whole deeper, deeper, uh, looking into Lovecraft stuff. It all comes from, uh, Kenneth Grant. Right? Um, well, the important thing here, as as far as this goes, is the Kala as being from the other side, and and the Lana song, Cola, because mm. you know she says, "My pussy tastes like Pepsi Cola." Her, t- her pussy tastes like the other side. Right, and, and so she's not saying like little Cola. She's saying, you know, Kala, and she's not saying a little pussy. She she's saying that her mouth is her pussy because of the Ipsos line from Kenneth Grant. So in order to understand this whole song, you have to know Kenneth Grant. Because like in Cola, she says, come on, baby, let's ride. We can escape with the great sunshine. We made it out to the other side. Right, you're right. And the Kala is- No, that's, I dig it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, another good find. So this is the freaking like smoking gun to me personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it says that, you know, Lana is like a disciple, at least, of Kenneth Grant. You know, Pep, Pepsi too. Pep, Pep is, is very like. Where does Pepsi come from? Where does that name come from? Because I think Apep, like it's something gives you pep, it gives you yes. energy or whatever. But it's like Apep is the serpent that follows uh, Osiris through the or yeah, Osiris through the underworld before he gets um, resurrected. Right? It's the serpent that follows. You know what I'm talking about? And and mm-hmm. the duat yeah, yeah. in Egyptian yep. mysticism. Yep. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, Apep, maybe that's a connection for you there, too. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and then she's wearing this shirt in Ultraviolence that has uh, the upper Pepsi uh, water saying peyote. So, again, you know, she's saying, you know, my Pepsi isn't Pepsi. This is right, you know, right, right. exactly. I gotcha. Here. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is like mind blowing Pepsi here. Mm-hmm. These are collas from the other side. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, you know, the collas are in the tunnels of set. And and that's that's Dot again. And then you know her new album is. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Mm. So this is all very Grantian. Mm-hmm. It's a great song, by the way. 
Oh yeah, Cola. No, that's an awesome. No, song. no, that song too. But I'm, I meant oh, the, yeah. the, the, there's a tunnel under. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're both great songs. But Cola, that, that that's, that's an awesome song. Yeah, well, she also has uh, the uh, the other song, Bartender, on uh, right, right. Norman fucking Rockwell, where she says, where she's treating it that I'm not drink, I'm drinking uh, cherry cola yeah. or whatever. What did she yeah, say? Yeah. How did she say it? Because she go, I'm not cherry coke. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, but see, cherry is cherry is a deed at the center of it all because the circle in the middle and the circle is red. So the circle. Right. In the middle, well, the idea is that yeah. she's if she has a cherry, she still has her cherry. It's it's speaking to you know that the hymen. Excuse me. Well, right, but but That's we're thing. we're saying Ipsos. Ipsos. The whole thing with Kenneth Rand and Ipsos is um, from the same mouth. That's what Ipsos apparently means. So, like Kathy Rand is saying that, you know, her pussy is her mouth. Right. So there, there's the tree in her mouth. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, um, so, get your minds out of the gutter. That's what I said. No, I'm just thinking. Wait. I'm like, I'm like, I'm no, because because mouth mouth is pay, and then you have your tower, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe maybe it's related to like the hook. So like. You know, the Saudi star issue relates to the, the hook being placed next to the mouth because you have the star placed next to the tower. Um, if you remove that and you, you well, you give it, you, you know, you put the emperor in his place and the emperor becomes Saudi. Then you have basically the Trump emperor attached to the Trump tower hook to mouth. That also relates to Nun as uh, death, which is the fish. And then so... Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing there. I won't. I don't need to mm-hmm. go into my thing, but yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Eh, this this you go on for a while. So like, we're we're skipping around now. Okay. Well, I mean, I was skipping around, but anyways, the point is, Song Cola is like the smoking gun for me. That Lana is, at the very least, a disciple of Kenneth Grant, and maybe more than a disciple, in my opinion. Oh man, where the hell was I? Yeah, so back to the Book of Babylon, I guess. Yeah, unless you've got more. Uh... Sir, please. Okay. My voice is just getting tired now. Oh, do you need. Oh. Um, thou art the guardian and thou art the guide, thou art the worker and the mechanic, so conduct thyself. Discuss nothing of this matter until thou art certain that thine understanding embraces all. So, um,. And uh, scary monsters um, up the hill. I mean, it's no game. I am barred from the event. I really don't understand the situation. I've always said, you know, I'm I'm the sleepwalker. I don't really understand where this is going because I'm I'm gonna work in the dark here. So for that reason, I'm not going to discuss any of this, among other reasons. And then in um, next day. Um, we have, um, next day extra, we have the informer and it says, you were on the ledger. Your name was double crossed. You were the prime assignment. So this is the guy he's going to assassinate. Basically. He's not talking about Heath Ledger, right? <laughs> no, no. He's talking <laughs> about like, an assassination no. target. Then if you look at Hunky Dory, there's Andy Warhol with his name pressed out. So he's going to assassinate Andy Warhol. You know, I shot Andy Warhol. Is this what? We, what year is this? Um, the next day extra was seventies. Oh, nineteen seventy-one. Before. 
Hunky Dory. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, what, the informer is, is saying to go look on Hunky Dory, and you see the name pressed at. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Andy what? something, and then it says Warhol underneath. What does it yeah, say? Yeah, what is yeah, it? It says Eddie Monument, and then Warhol. Andy, it says Eddie Monument? What? What is it? Eddie Monument. 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 Zoom way in, please. Yes, yes. Oh, why, I see it. Oh, yeah. Why Monument? Andy Monument. Name Double Crossed. Double Crossed. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. What is so, that about? That's weird. What is he saying with that? Oh, my God. Eddie, where else is the Debbie Urge? Oh, uh, he's the, he's he's the, the, the laughing Gnostic. He's the master builder, though. The monument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And the Warhol silver screen, you had to tell him apart at all. And, you know. Were they the, hanging out, David Bowie and, and it must have, right? Yeah, but, but um, Bowie hated yeah. Andy Warhol. He was like, this guy is reptilian. So I'm going to yeah. make him my demiurge because this guy is not not yeah. all there. He talks about that in the uh, William S. Burroughs conversation. Yeah, yeah. He said that he thought he was a reptile. Oh, he says that in the in the, the documentary thing in the Chelsea Hotel. No, no this did. is a uh, this is a conversation with William S. Burroughs and and Bowie that was in Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, I thought you were talking about William S. Burroughs' conversation with Andy Warhol, where they talk about freaking uh, chicken fried steak. Where like Burroughs explains to Andy Warhol how to how to make chicken fried steak, and he's like, "That sounds good. I've never had that." <laughs> well, Burroughs does talk. He does talk about meeting uh, meeting Warhol too in the same thing, but. Uh... So it looks like like Burroughs was just like hanging out with yeah, both of them, and Burroughs, kind of maybe he was like a go between. He's just like talking for. Here's him the interview. Time. He says, uh, "Burroughs says, have you ever met Warhol?" And Bowie says, "Yes, about two years ago, I was invited up to the factory. We got in the lift and went up. And when it opened, there was a brick wall in front of us. We rapped on the wall, and they didn't believe who we were. So we went back down and back up again till finally they opened the wall, and everyone was peering around at each other. That was shortly after the gun incident." I met this man who was the living dead, yellow in complexion, a wig that was the wrong color, little glasses. I extended my hand and the guy retired. So I thought, that guy doesn't look like flesh. Obviously, he's reptilian. Mm-hmm. Deuced a camera and took a picture of me. And I tried to make small talk with him and wasn't getting anywhere. But then oh. he saw my shoes. I was wearing a pair of gold and yellow shoes. And he says, I adore those shoes. Tell me where you got those shoes. And then he started a whole rap about shoe design and that broke the ice. My yellow shoes broke the ice with Andy Warhol. I adore what he is doing. I think his importance is very heavy, and it became a big thing to like him now. But Warhol wanted to be cliche. He wanted to be available in Woolworths and be mm-hmm. talked about in that glib type of manner. I hear he wants to make real films now, which is very sad because the films he was making were the things that he should be happening. I left knowing as little about him as a person as when I went in. Oh, that's so true. And that that's probably like when he started hanging out with freaking um, Victor Hugo, not the writer, but the crazy one. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? That fucking guy. That guy ruined everybody, dude. He ruined Halston and he ruined Warhol. And they took all those nude photographs together or whatever. And it's just like that it really was a not helpful to Warhol's whole experience, dude. Then then they go on. Burroughs says, uh, I don't think that there is any person there. It's a very alien thing. Mm-hmm. Completely and totally unemotional. He's really a science fiction character. He's got a strange green color. (laughs) Bowie says, that's what struck me. He's the wrong color. The man is the wrong color to be a human being, especially under the stark neon lighting that is in the factory. Apparently, it is a real experience to behold him in the daylight. I've seen him in the light, all right. I have seen him in all light and still have no idea 
as to what is going on, except that there is something quite purposeful. It's not energetic, but quite insidious, completely asexual. His films will be the late night movies of the future. Oh, wow. You ever heard of James Mazio? I haven't, no. No, James no. Mazio was the very original uh, light person, uh, effects person for uh, the Velvet Underground. And uh, he did the Zoom, Zuma album cover for Neil Young. Neil Young. Kind of a silly cover, but, you know, he, he's an artist. And uh, he died recently, and he was our, our number one client at my work for, for canvas stretching. I stretched his canvas one time, and he, came, he told me afterwards that it was worth, I think it was, it was already sold for $25,000. And I just stretched it, and I was like, oh, my God, if I fucking rip that. Not that I, you know, it's common to rip canvas. But anyway, uh, I was bringing it up for a reason. Uh, yeah, he hung out at Warhol's factory like a lot, and uh, he had a he had like a Jim Morrison story where Jim Morrison was at the top of a staircase at the and he was down below and Jim Morrison got there's only like two people in the room uh, besides them or whatever there's like you know and Jim Morrison said hey you want to you want to see my John Wayne impersonation and he was like sure and he just threw himself Jim Morrison just threw himself down the stairs. And he like rolled down the stairs and then like got up and did a bow at the end. He like fell down a staircase purposely as his John Wayne impersonation. And there's only like a few people in the room. It's weird as hell. Anyway, that's whatever. weird. Uh, Trudeau did that actually before he was prime minister. Threw himself down a, a flight of stairs. You can see Pur purposely. Yeah. Oh. He said, "What the hell, Trudeau? That he he's like worth 300, 300 something million now." It's like worth ten million, like three years ago. Wow. Whatever. Whatever. I'm sorry. We're so, now that's really sidetracked. Sorry. Okay, Jason, please. Uh, yeah. Save, uh, save us. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So Andy Warhol is his demiurge, and you know he's going to tie him up, but he's fast asleep, and set him on a pleasant cruise. And you know, <laughs> all this guy thinks about is pain blue, because you know he's a demiurge. And then in Tin Machine, you know, he's also calling up the demiurge here. Yeah. And you so the master dealer. In this, in this, it has to be yeah. on your brow. Does, it on. doesn't say demiurge, though. But it doesn't have to. No, I know, but. Yeah. But, that's I mean, but that's what you're extrapolating from this. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, he's talking about. Um, he's talking up about here. The master builder. Yeah, the master builder. And uh, right. some night on the thriller street will come the silent gun. You've got a dangerous heart. You stole their truce. Their. Their trust, their moon, their gun. Their mm. son, um, I'm falling asleep here. Yeah, I think we might, you know what? We've been talking for three, almost almost three and a half hours. So uh, I don't know if, if we, do we want to do, continue this in a couple of weeks? Well, that'll give me a chance to study Grant so far, for sure. Okay. It could be your, could be your major homework. Yeah, are you yeah. are you down snore to continue this? And, and oh sure, I, I'm I'm off in a couple of weeks, so that's fine. Okay, be good to get Alan back on. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we've barely scratched the surface here. That's so how far. it's gonna go, man. We can do this forever. But was that? How do you feel about that, Jason? Was that all right? Are you? Uh... Yeah, I'm 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 up for any time. Uh, it's just pretty late here now, so. Yeah, well, no, you're, did, you're did kind you, of the did one. You, like, did you get it out, or uh, did you get it partially out, or? Um, we barely scratched the surface. I mean, <laughs> like we're still like only a little smidgen into this post. I know it's, it's <laughs> such a massive post. 
Yeah, well, I like that. I like that better than to like, you know, rush through it. I, I'll, 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 to, I'm totally down to continue this thread. I, I love David Bowie, and I'm into super into Lana Del Rey, and I'm familiar with Babylon working shit and all this stuff. I think it's great to just keep kind of focusing on something. How rare is it that I, I get to actually like focus on one thing when I'm doing a podcast, man? It's like I do the um, think tank, and it's just like we're on this to this to this. It's so all over the place. This is nice to hone me back in i appreciate you jason with helping me with that because it's it's hard for me sometimes to just stay on one topic you no, no, the... i mean it's, it's just a matter of you know all this, there's so much here yeah it's like this huge puzzle and yeah david you say you did what the the sync tank yeah i do a podcast called the sync tank oh, i don't know that i haven't seen it co- co-host oh really oh i'll send, yeah. I'll send you a link it's okay, with andreas cool. oh, you know, and, oh yeah okay yeah yeah um yeah you didn't know that yeah. oh wow yeah no i've been i've been doing a, a a podcast for several months now i don't know how many it's been but oh wow yeah i, I haven't seen it every 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 tuesday um at, for me at five uh pacific standard time i don't know what that is in japan you're still in japan snore yep yep okay cool well how's that um, going <laughs> being in japan I've talked to Jason about that. Um, it's it's kind of hard sometimes, but uh, it's it's good other times. It's good when I'm not working, you know. Mm-hmm. When I'm working, I don't like to be in Japan. When I'm when I'm on holiday, it's nice. Okay, gotcha. Well, you're probably not alone in that. I think that's true for kind of that's like like one one of those wherever you go, there you are kind of things. Maybe <laughs> when it comes when it comes to work, wherever you're working, there you're working. You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, buildings crammed with people, landscape filled with rats, gray concrete city, rain has wet the street. I want to see you clearly before you close the door, a room of bloody history. You made sure of that. I can see you as a corpse hanging from a beam. So, mm. sounds a lot like a demiurge to me. Totally, and that ties back with your line before. Wasn't that a Bowie line about the hanging from the fingernails? Exactly. So, yeah, he's hanging himself. And hanging Oh, is this the from the same process. song somewhere or the same album? What? Uh, no, this is from the next day. So yeah, listen to that album. This is the lyric sheet to the next day. Yeah, listen, listen to the next day extra. That's dude, I've the, listened to the next day a hundred times, time. dude. I'm familiar all with right. the song. Yeah, I just, it's just the way that he's he's singing all of that. It's hard to like. Mm-hmm. It's so much. It's almost like a Dead Kennedys album or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's not really about the music on the album. It's all about the lyrics. That's where he's encoding all of that. The message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. Um. Another possibility hey, is uh, is the Nova Express by Burroughs. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. In that interview with, uh, in that conversation they have, um, he uh, Bowie reads a bunch of Burroughs's novels and says that the Nova Express really hits it. You know, like the whole the whole mythology of Ziggy Stardust is sort of like uh, summed up in the Nova Express. I love Nova Express. I I, I read I read that book twice. I've probably read eight Bowie, uh, not Bowie books, uh, Burroughs books, and I don't even know why. And I think it's because I started with uh, the Western Lands, mm-hmm. and it was just so good that I was expecting that I would just surely there's an, you know, and after reading all these bo- the uh, Burroughs books, I just realized I'm like that to me from what I've come across is the best, you know. Yeah, me too. Um, Nova Express is great. Like, a... yeah, it's a cut up one. It's one of the cut up yeah. ones, like the ticket that exploded and all that. But yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, I, I, you know, they're all they all get pretty gay. That one got a little less gay, uh, which well, you know. it's, yeah, it, it's weird. Like he's got yeah, all of his stuff. It's like his 
he's got his drug scenes, like his his heroin scenes, <laughs> which is all depressive, and then the manic scenes are all about blood humping, you know. Right. Yeah. No, but it's 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 a certain strange type of poetry and it puts you into mm-hmm. a, a different type of headspace that is like very open to anything. It's just like the rant how random is random, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but the yeah, Nova Express with um yeah, Nova, things going Nova and then and the idea of in uh Ziggy Stardust of the the infinites traveling by by uh black holes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, that, 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 that's kind of great again. Snor, yeah. are you are you familiar with the legendary Stardust Cowboy? Uh no, no, no. I recommend checking out a song called Paranoid. Okay, that, that was one of his hits, but it's just absolutely crazy. And it's funny as hell when Bowie talks about him because he's like, I don't even know. It's music, I guess, but it's it's strange, you know. And but yeah, he's just very very taken by the weirdness of it. And the, but I think what what it was was that it was so free, and it's probably the same kind of appeal in Burroughs that it's just like you know whatever it's just coming out however it wants to come out let it come out and it's that rawness because it comes down to this conversation and i don't remember if it's actually in the book naked lunch or just the cronenberg film but where they're like they're having this kind of catholic interpretation of rewriting so he's like the one guy's making the argument that he's like you can't rewrite because to rewrite is to betray is to uh, betray your own thoughts because it's mm-hmm. it's you know there's a there's a rhythm and a flow to the coming out of the words and those are yeah, your most Gins- honest real Ginsburg. thoughts and then the, yeah exactly that guy's playing Ginsburg and then yeah. and then the other guy is like was like you know I, I my and my need to rewrite everything until I get it to be exactly the way that I want you know and that's like Kerouac yeah yeah that, and that's Kerouac and then right. and then they're like well what do you think Bill and when Bill you know or whatever you know William S Burroughs playing character of uh, Peter uh, Weller when he comes up and they're like, what do you think? And he's like, exterminate all rational thought. That <laughs> is the conclusion I've come to. And so, but it's, it, that's it. It's that it's not this or that or a mixture or whatever. It's just what the fuck it is. And like, yeah, that's, that's something that I could see being really appealing to Bowie. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Except like, like, uh, it's not, it, it, yeah, it's not perfectly like they, they, they do an archetype of, uh, archetypes of of Ginsburg and Kerouac's view of composition but but it was actually Kerouac who inspired Ginsburg to have that idea of like don't like Kerouac wrote on a continuous scroll right like he didn't uh right he didn't edit well either. for on the road like, at yeah. least but yeah yeah well yeah, yeah even for um uh like his the big book is uh is visions of Cody and that's the that's the one where on the road comes from uh, oh okay yeah, no, I, I, Big Sur is my absolute favorite. I oh mean, yeah, thing from Kerouac, and like, and it's just the nature of like the the you see it this way in this state, the the water, you know, like it's all heavenly, and mm. then he comes with his friends to bring him to the same spot, and then he goes down, and it's all demonic, and it's yeah. just like, dude, this is all you, man. Like you're the one projecting all this. It's just a space. It's actually a clean slate. You're just doing what you will with it, you know. Then the stuff of the the voice the voice of the sea at the end is is ex, is excellent too. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? The uh, yes, yes, he had the poem at the end, the song, and that, that's directly from Finnegan's Wake. Like he takes that, like oh, uh, is that right? Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and he and he expands that in Old Angel Midnight, and that would be something like I'd like to track down that Bowie reference about what what is it, Jason? What did you say? Sister Midnight on Sister, the Sister, Sister Midnight, yeah. Isn't that Iggy yeah. e- e- pop reference? But you're saying that it's it's um it's Bowie behind that, right? Right. It's a Bowie song that he performed on the Station Station tour. Right. 
Sister Midnight. Wow. Yeah, so that's so, that's part that's part of his station station Catherine Malkus working there. Wasn't it Lady Midnight on the, uh the London Cohen song? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think so. But that's uh that would that seems like it's gonna be the big dive for the homework for the next two weeks is is that is the parallel between the aeons of Matt and Horus and how that works out. Right. Totally. I think it's just been memorizing Kenneth Grant at this point because he seems to have all the secrets here. Well, I have to. I always have to cite things beyond, especially somebody like Grant. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, yeah. I have read everything besides Kenneth Grant. Kenneth Grant is like the one guy I did not read. So. Right, right, right. You're like, okay, I've been through Israel Regarde yeah. and Manly yeah. Hall and everybody's. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like Kenneth Grant was one guy that I was just like, this guy is crazy. I'm not even. <laughs> right. I had that. I had that period too, but I only went so deep with him, and then I moved on. But you know what? It's hugely influential to a lot of people. And Bowie and Lana, I, I don't, I, I don't think that's also, that, also Twin Peaks, also Twin Peaks. Sure, that's, sure. And yeah, history, Lynch, yeah. Lynch being up in that. Yeah, I could see that. No, no, like <laughs> people have like researched like season three a lot, so and they've come to the conclusion that three Kenneth Grant influence with um the Mauve Zone. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I told you, I'm completely convinced that Katy Perry is influenced by Kenneth Anger. That like her mm, music yeah. is like largely like a response mm. to his trip, you know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'll, so I'll we, send you. I'll send you some stuff. All right, I'll, I'll look into so, it. Actually, so Jason, what, I know, this isn't a critical question, but uh, I just I just want to know what you think about it. What? Why do you think there needs to be a center? Ooh. I, I mean, it's not like. Well, it depends on what you mean by a center. Um, well, I mean, Lana. Like, I mean, like as far as this whole magical working goes. That's what I mean. And like, I mean, this pop culture magical working involving yeah. these artists. That's what I meant. Right. Well, she's got a lot of space in her music, so maybe the the center is still space or something. But but the reason is because it's building this this tree. Right. Like this is a tree that they built over like over fifty years, mm -hmm. and it's all culminating in a tunnel, which is the bridge between these worlds. Mm. Like this is what it comes down to here, potentially. Mm. If I'm reading the science right, and this is it, Kenneth Grant. So let's let's work out what the pathways are for the lightning flash, and then play those albums in that order and within a circle, like draw a circle on the on the floor, and do and do the do the thing. And I don't know what you're supposed to do along with it or whatever, but maybe maybe we can bring back, uh, you know, David Bowie, and we and it wasn't just that his music li he lives on his music. It's that he fucking shows up in your room like freaking. Biggie Smalls when you say his name three times in the mirror. Well, well I mean, I, uh, that 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 dream I had, you know, like, a, and then, like, um, and it, it, I, I talked to people afterwards. A lot of people had dreams after, uh, right after his death. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, so, dude. Oh, David Bowie. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So my current housemate, uh, Jerica, she texted me when uh, David Bowie died and just said Ziggy exclamation point. And I looked at it, for, and I knew immediately what it meant. And I was like, and I said, oh, my God, David Bowie died. And then I went to the news, and it was like, David Bowie died. And I was like, oh, my God, how did it, How did just her saying Ziggy exclamation point, and I just knew what it meant. That was crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I was really surprised how how hard I was hit. Like, I'd, I always loved his music, but I didn't, I never, I never thought that I had a sort of personal connection with him that, like, yeah. 
celebrities die all the time, and I'm not I'm exactly not, I'm not really yeah sad by it. But that one I was devastated. And I had up it until with I him. had this dream, you yeah. know, like and then uh, then he gave me these two objects in my dream, and then uh, well, yeah, I woke the, up and I was happy. But that's that's what he's saying there, like um, you know, just go with me in the Black Star. So and then he's saying um, I'm dying to fool them all again and again. Right. So he's saying I'm I'm your fool. Mm -hmm. and you can go with me right well that's the thing about the fool is that the fool if we're talking about the archetypal fool as in the the um the i'm your new archetypal fool the april fool that that he he's one with the earth he doesn't die because it's like you know it's like the fountain you know you go Um, go into the thing no 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 what i'm saying is that's the earth right there okay or i mean i I would have to explain this a lot more but yeah there's you're saying yeah, the Lord Sophia. Right? No, no, no. Uh, here, I'll, I'll, there's a good uh, picture here. So, does is, when you say like Lower Sophia, is that like because I don't know Gnosticism that well? Is that like the equivalent of like Upper and Lower Shakina, like the two Hays being Bina yes, yes, and Malkut? Yes, 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 yes right. totally, totally. Okay. Um, so they say yeah, that um, Upper and Lower. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in, in the Lazarus video, um, he he's gesturing and saying, "I was looking for your ass," and then he told him to take a picture of that gesture. You know, just okay. so he could post it on his Facebook. And so if you overlay the tree over where he's gesturing, he's gesturing towards Bina. Yeah, the pathways are wrong here, but that's okay. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I, I just got this from Wikipedia. I, yeah, know, I, I know, I know. There's not supposed to be past there. I know, <laughs> I know. It's kind of fun, though. It looks cool because it looks like a pentagram. Yeah, that, that, yeah. so, yeah, I, I knew that the paths were in right, so I just put that there to kind of make it so they at least go somewhere. Right. But, so, like in this photo that he posted on Facebook, you know, he's he's pointing to Bina and saying, "I'm there." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. yeah. And that's, yeah. Who you can go go so deep into this? Like that's a cabin of Dr. Caligari behind him. That's also the wardrobe. Right. Um, right. Right. So that that's going back to a the width of a circle. Then where uh, if I can if I can find it here. There is an omoir from like the 16th century that's sold for like millions of dollars, like shortly before COVID. And it was like, that was said to be inhabited by a fucking, um, what do you call that thing that's in uh, A Serious Man? What is that? A Dybbuk? Uh, Dybbuk mm-hmm. is COVID backwards. And so there's like this whole like, like this Dybbuk uh, omoir. And I remember when I saw that, I immediately thought of that omoir in that music video because I saw a picture of it and I was like, somebody paid like millions of dollars for this omoir. And I was like, oh shit, is that the same one? No, I don't think it's the same. It, well, maybe it is the same one. That'd be crazy. I should look into that. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you know, the, the key to the somnambulist, like, um, so yeah, this, this uniform here is the somnambulist. I'm not sure if mm. I'm saying that right, but you get the idea. Yeah. It's very late here, okay? <laughs> you yeah. are somnambulist. Yeah, so that, that that ties into this line in a width of a circle, or the width of a circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. He says, yeah, yeah. So I said so long, and I waved bye-bye, smashed my soul, and traded my mind. Got laid by a young bordello. I was vaguely half asleep, for which mm-hmm. my reputation swept back home in drag. Got it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Got it? Think yeah. about it. Yeah, I got Think it. about it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Think about it. Where is he pointing? Where is this guy <clears throat> pointing? Where is this guy pointing? 
Where is this guy pointing? I think uh, to the, uh, I guess his right, our left. He's pointing to there. Oh, I but see. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But yeah. Mm-hmm. He's saying, Art, look, oh, yeah. um, I'm in this Kabbalah suit here because I want you to think Kabbalah. You know, we're kind of always ahead of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like just by <laughs> yeah. the nature of being. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I can tell you, you, you still think I'm insane. <laughs> not, not anymore. I don't know, man. I, I feel I am. But... <laughs> you guys think I'm completely nuts. But no, no, actually, no. I'm, I'm uh, trying to make you, you know, ask have, questions. At least. Have we given you an indication that we think you're completely nuts at any point in this? Um, maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh... But anyway, you're saying, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm the cabalist. I'm, I'm gesturing to this sphere and saying, I'm, I'm looking for, for Bina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So taking that out of you, and then then you know consider the uh, the lines and the man who sold the world on the width of a circle. No, seriously, I don't think you're any more nuts than I think I am myself. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, again, I... this is the catch twenty two. You know, if you if you think you're crazy, then you're not crazy, right? So you think you're not crazy? So you must be crazy. Oh, that must be it. See, catch twenty two. Yeah. Dude, is this the two cups and the princess bride? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> but yeah, th- think about it. Um, the width of the circle, and then, you know, the circle squared in its failure is a key. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the, the, this is this is his song about squaring the circle. Right. I'm just, I'm focused on mm-hmm. how yeah. that, what we were looking at earlier in the book of the law with that. So yeah. And this, you know. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So this is his squaring the circle song, where he says he was got laid by a young bordello. I was vaguely half asleep, for which my reputation swept back home and dread. Meditate on that line, and the moral of this magic spell. The uh, the spelling of laid is interesting. Yeah. Is that like it? Bowie could not spell, but at the same time, you, you got to wonder if these are coded messages here. Like laid, um, laid in the ground, as opposed to getting laid. I don't know, man. It's yeah, it seems like when they pr- they printed da- Bowie's lyrics, there was like they're like we're gonna do this like as is, like as though it was like the Book of the Law itself. When you're like, okay, you have to have his own writing so you can look at that too to see what's going on. Yeah. All right, but then Young Americans is where it's all freaking coded. Mm. Uh, that's not the right one. Uh, let me find it here. I've got all the original lyrics stashed away here. But it's a big, big list. Well, I'll just uh, point to Hunky Dory here. And there's some weird things going on in Beauty Brothers, for sure. Where he says he's chameleon with camel. Yeah. That's a very strange one. Chameleon, comedian, Caribbean, and caricature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> caricature. But but again. Um, oh, pie and sky. Maybe that's a Beatles reference when they when John first got the vision for the Beatles with an A and was like a pie in the sky, right? Uh, that was on fire or something. But I mean, the camel is uh, the priestess. So uh, he's chameleon. 
And then, you know, the priestess is Gimel. Think about it. Okay, I'm going to think about it for two weeks, Jason. And then we can continue to discuss it, and then I'll think about whatever that is. Hmm? Um, Jason, Jason, what do you make of Yates? Yates is a vision, especially. I always see it as like the the counterpart to uh, the Moonchild. Like it's a, it's another version of the Moonchild, but it's it's on the. Oh well, that's in here. It, it's a uh, it's this is not America. You know, snowman melting from the inside, falcon spirals to the ground. It could be the falcon spirals. Guy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the, the like this is not America. Bowie's song is his answer to the second coming. Hmm. Yeah, because he says, you know, blossom fails to bloom a season. Talking spirals to the ground. Yeah, the second coming directly comes out of his a vision workings, his own workings, his own sort of sex magic that he had with his, his young wife from the Golden mm-hmm, Dawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And then and then and then that that revealed to him this whole cycle of time, like this interchanging cycle of time. Right, right. So David Bowie, 1985. This is this is a song he recorded in 1985. A little piece of you, the little piece in me, will die, for this is not America. So little piece of him is America. Blossom fails to bloom this season. Prophets to the stare too long. This is not America, for this is not the miracle. And then uh, Lana has this weird poem about... Uh, in my own mind, I was born with just a little bit of paradise. I was lucky in that way. I had big dreams for this country, not for what it could do, but how it could feel. So she has the little piece of paradise that is the little piece in me. Yeah. And then she, she has the song on Cherry Blossom from 2021. And that, that is a symbolically Hadith as a the little ghost. But Alan isn't here to appreciate that. <laughs> But but so yeah, Alan's little game. I should. I'm not saying little is little. I'm saying little isn't. It's a little ghost game. Not little isn't. <laughs> well, we got the demo right yeah, now. It's yeah, gonna be yeah. a bigger game. Yeah. Don't don't get mad at me, Alan. I think it would take a lot for Alan to get mad at you, Jason. I oh, well, it's gonna take I, more I, than a disagreement on the mono myth to do that. Well, I I, I I said his game was too hard, so. It is hard. I know. Is it I'm, too hard? It, that's relative. Yeah, well, my, try my playing job, Cuphead, man. That shit is really difficult, and it looks like a yeah, kid's oh, game. No, my, my, my job is literally uh, testing games, video games. Oh, so, that's your fucking job. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you yeah. came into my my place and trying to tell me about frames and stretching canvases, I'd be like, dude. Yeah. yeah so okay. I, I mean, I looked at his game as if I were a game tester. In, in a so you're like, it's fucking Siskel and Ebert up in here, you know, but it's just both well, in one person. I was just like, well, you gotta like make this UI element more prominent. You know, it was technical stuff that maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I apologize to Alan if he's listening. I was just thinking <laughs> as, a, as a game tester, professionally, and not <coughs> as a friend as I should have been. But anyways, a, like, sorry, go ahead. A game tester. That sounds that sounds like an awesome job. Yeah, except when you uh, play one game over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess um, it's a boring game. Yeah, except yeah, the last game was in twenty-two chapters, so there was an obvious tarot sequence going on there, um, which drove me crazy because you know I couldn't talk about it with anyone, and I still can't talk about it because of that damn uh, confidentiality agreement. So. 
Mm. But yeah, uh, the game had 22 chapters, and they all went along with the tarot. So, wow, that's it was a. Cool. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, those are all, you know, video games. Just lots of video Maya here. Well, awesome, Jason. Blowing, blowing our minds over here. Um, yeah, yeah. so think about the second coming. Um, this is not America. <laughs> the connection there. Dave, um, David, before we go, this is way off topic, maybe, but uh, about about Mark Golding. I never talked to you about that before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after, after he passed. Yeah. Pretty, that was pretty hard, too, right? Yeah, he was, he was one of my favorite people on yeah, me too, really that I've ever, I've ever met. Yeah, and too. so I don't know if you know, like, you know, when I until I got removed from Facebook, you know, it's like I, I for a long time, you may have noticed that my profile picture was Mark Golding. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason that that picture stayed there for so long was because I didn't know when that picture was taken that his next place where he was going from meeting up with me, uh, that particular meetup in London, that uh, we went to this like cathedral. And he went directly from there to get a, a surgery that had like a, a survival rate of like not very good odds. Wow. And it's a ma major surgery and they went into him, you know, and he never mentioned it. He never told me that that was happening. And he, he sent a picture of his scar uh, to my friend and then she, uh, she, she showed it to me and she told me about it and that that's he told her that that's where he went he told her like a year later or something maybe two years later and so that really like moved me that like that just to see his expression on his face and like our like that he was so present with me for mm -hmm. that time in that cathedral and he was so calm and just like but he and that he didn't even why should he tell me why would he tell me that he's about to get a life-threatening surgery you know what i mean like um I don't know. It's just it really it really impacted me, and then wow, his, his death impacted me as yeah. well. He sent me LSD right before he died. He sent me some LSD, uh, um, yeah, uh, about a year before that. Yeah. I did it. I did the last hit he sent me on uh, the hundredth year anniversary of Ulysses up in the up in the mountains around here. Mm-hmm. It was great, uh, but yeah, yeah it's we, the Hoffman formula. It's the real deal. It's absolutely uh, pure. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it was it was it was great. I, if he sent you the same stuff he sent me, because <laughs> um, I don't know, was it Hoffman's? This was, this was, was in, it Hoffman this, on his bike? This was in Gumdrops. He oh sent, no, he didn't send you the same stuff he sent me. Yeah, he sent me two gun, uh, Gumdrops, a, a red one and a blue one. Oh God bless, <laughs> God bless him. Yeah, that really helped him through his his cancer experience. He was he was microdosing every day, and not always micro. Yeah, he I I um. I hung out with him in London. We went to the the Tate Gallery and watched the the William Blake ex exhibition. Oh uh, yeah, with him and Helena. And then that's when he told me also about he had at one point I forget when it happened. Like uh, in, I think they were in Spain or something, and he had he had a huge operation. He had to remove a bunch of his organs. It sounded like a, a, yeah, he had another operation. Like, yeah, he's had multiple like, operations. Yeah, just like a like he's a shaman. Like it, like getting his organs removed and replaced with 
quartz crystals or something. Yeah, exactly. He's the mo- he's he's most one of the most authentic people I've ever met in my life, and absolutely genuine. And there's no faking that to mm-hmm. what he was. Yeah, yeah, totally amazing, amazing artist, just total visionary. Um, yeah, yeah, we met a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Two different two different trips to London, multiple visits with each other. As I recall, did you, did you go to his place in the? Uh, I never went to his house. We no. met up at, at at Sonics. Uh, we 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 met up. Um, uh, I think Sonics more than once. That's what it was. And then the the cathedral. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's just such a uh, a, a caring person. It's just like crazy. Mm-hmm. And like it's what the thing is is that I got the exact same feeling in me when I found out that Mark died that I got when I found out that Baba Hari Das died. Mm. Where it's like when somebody who's so ready and just not even just ready, but just like they're in between worlds already. Yeah. And it's just like it doesn't even feel like it was like like that he went anywhere. It's like that idea of like yeah, sounds yeah, cheesy, exactly but like it's like the it. force, you know, where it's like, oh, they went back to the force or whatever. It just completely mm-hmm. it feels it there's no sense of tragedy around it. It's just like, oh, beautiful. Yeah, you know? exactly. That I was waiting for kind of my grief to come, and it, it never did because I always felt like he was still there. You know? Yeah, it's like a different different kind of grief, you know, where it's yeah. like it's he's not here, but the, it's so obvious to me that the only part of the grief that's there is my own selfish desire to have them around. And mm. it's not like I spent time like you know uh, seeing him regularly in my life. It's that those times when I saw him, it was like meeting a guru or something. And yeah. he's not a guru because he would never call himself that. And I wouldn't no. even call him that, but it's just the same principle, you know, of whatever that's supposed to be when it's real, you know? Yeah, yeah he's some he's somebody who will be back, too, because he, he, he kind of took the Bodhisattva oath. <laughs> he did. Like, he, he did. did. He, he did directly, really did. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Um. You know, I when it was, when this with the sync book at first, I didn't. I was like, got confused. I was like, wait a minute, did did uh, Justin Morgan do this or did uh, you know uh, Mark Golding do this? And uh, and who is this Mark Golding? <laughs> oh man, Justin wrote a great piece on Facebook about Mark afterwards. Justin, oh, he did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think we were, yeah, I don't know. I think he defriended me. doesn't matter. I think a lot of people defriended me in the last couple of years, few years before I, I was forced to leave, you know? Um, yeah. Well, oh, oh well. You know. Yeah, Facebook's I, I, a, little, a, little, a little too crazy these days. So oh, I don't think you're missing anything. Yeah, social social media is fucking weird anyway. But I I don't know. I like the Twitter realm. Like I just got James St. James liked my tweet the other day with uh, Home Alone Six Disco Bloodbath of pairing uh, lo- uh what is it uh, Lady Gaga's album The Fame with uh, Party Monster with Macaulay Culkin and um, what's his name Andros's friend uh, Seth Green. And so the character who Seth Green was playing in that movie uh, liked that sync the other day. So like the real life guy, James St. James. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, that's like, just to know that he saw that. It's like, I would never get that on Facebook, you know? Hmm. It's like, if if you're into celebritum, you know, like you can actually, like some people are actually accessible. Like I had like regular correspondence with uh, S- Samantha Geimer, um, Polanski's victim. And hmm. this awesome lady. And she would fucking wow. like straight up like 
like she would go like look up people that were like talking about the case, you know, and like on her behalf. And she would like comment to them like, oh, that's actually inaccurate or say something. And they'd just be like, what do you know, you dumb whatever. And they, they're, they're doing it all on her behalf and they don't know it. They don't know who she is. So they're like, oh, Polanski, blah, blah, blah. And then she's just like, oh, well, actually. And then they're like, fuck off, lady. Who? <laughs> you're like, dude, she's the one they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and she wouldn't tell them, like, ever. Like, she would just continue on, like, oh, whatever, just post, like, commenting on people's shit. I was what? like, that must be so much fun to be, like, because she's the bad victim, you know? So it's like, every, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it's just stuff like that. You know, Saul Williams follows me. It's like, dude, I didn't, Facebook oh. is like, yeah, I had friends and family or whatever. But here I'm like, I can actually fucking get my movie to a fucking celebrity. That's amazing. Jason, are you, would you ever mm-hmm. consider trying to get this to uh, Lana somehow? Uh, not really. I got I my mean, things to Wiseblood. You could probably do it. You could probably get I, this to Lana somehow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I follow her on Instagram. So yeah. that's about she, as far as I'm going to go there. Yeah, she 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 would probably not think you're crazy, but everybody around her would. Mm, well, the <laughs> thing is with her Instagram is that she's always like slipping in these little Thalema references, you know? Is she? Um, like, I mean, I've caught things before. I've been saying it for years, actually, especially with with Lust for Life. My God. Well, right. But then she got uh, this one here. Uh, if I can scroll through this infinite page. Yeah, how do you find stuff on this page? I I I, I want to find um, stuff and I can never do it because the, you can't. Well, it was like a slowly evolving puzzle, so it wasn't originally this long. But like, if I want to rewrite it, I'm going to have to do a lot more research. So it's a rough draft at the moment. But yeah, she's got this one here uh, in her "I'm so random" section with uh, the Coronzon portal. What does it say? It's 333. No, I know, but what does it say under that? It says Gate Lionsgate portal. portal. Did you? Oh, manage? Lionsgate portal. Oh, Did yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> yeah. That's lust for life right there. Um, yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she's saying Cornzon is is a portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, portal to the abyss again. So going yeah. back to the tunnel here. So yeah, Go this on. is a big this is a big question. So um. Yeah, so that point, is that understand differently with the end of Horus and the end of Mount? Um, the tunnel point? Yeah, the uh, the crossing the abyss. No, um, because the abyss crossing is into Babylon. So I was relating this is... to, to the last card. Well, yeah, that too. They're okay. Because it's yeah. Lion, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Leo, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's and it's Chesed and That's a that's like a very significant pathway. That's also the ninth gate because it's the ninth uh, pathway from above. There's nine pathways to the supernal. There's thirteen to the terrestrial, and so those connect to make the twenty-two. And so that's that's the you know that's part of the significance of the ninth gate. The other part of the ninth gate is what happens when you take thirteen stars, like you see on the dollar bill, to form the um, the hexagram, <clears throat> and if you continue on in that formation. And go around the the total, um, you know, parameter of the star in that same formation. If you do that nine times in a row, you get 541 uh, points, five, four, uh, which is the uh, gematria of Israel. 
And so the ninth gate relates to the, the five extensions of that formation, which is the, tr the tree itself. It's the, super it's the supernal part of the tree of those nine pathways. Um, yeah, it's also, of course, the lion's gate is, is, uh, is serious, which is dot as well, right? I believe so. Um, yeah. But yeah just oh, in terms of the, mid the middle pillar is what you're saying? Yeah, that dot itself. Oh, oh, dot. Are you saying dot? Dot, yeah, dot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, totally, exactly. And so, yeah, that's the thing is that if you take the Hebrew word for serious, uh, which is abarak, uh, and you remove the olive the same way that you'd remove the olive from the forehead of the golem, then you get Barak, which is lightning. So it's from the middle pillar, from Keter, you have Abarak, and then the beginning of the lightning flash is the, is, you know, so that that's the ex the first extension of uh, olive. So you, so olive is, see what I'm saying? So like olive becomes mm. Abarak, so that's the first pathway. So it's telling you that it's serious in the Hebrew. It's pretty ingenious. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's, it really is like a crossing from um, ions. As far as like below the abyss, you're in the ion of Horus, essentially, and then across your ward in the ion of Maat. Well, that's what I wondered if it, if it's that seems like a it's a succession, right? But it's it's supposed to be concurrent, right? Right. So that, that's why I'm saying it's uh, in some mysterious fashion, inexplicable to man. So, mm. but you know. So that, that was my question, is is the crossing considered to be different somehow? I don't believe so. Um, I think from Kenneth Grant, it's uh, completely congruent with uh, okay. how Crowley would put it. Um, but yeah, so... Um, distilled by the daughter and observed the same mouse. So he's talking about Ipsos again as kind of the word that's from the other side of the tree. So... Lana, as one who has crossed the abyss, can speak to from the ion of Maat to the ion uh, below the abyss, essentially, is my future thesis that will be developed in future episodes. So stay tuned <laughs> so for that. stay tuned, folks. But yes, one could still cross the abyss and be in the ion of Horus. Yeah, because he's talking about like two concurrent ions as the double mm -hmm. wanted one as Kofnia. And which goes back to uh, the uh, getting hit in the back of the head as it's kind of out of luck. So that, that's why kind of out of luck is the, the key song here. <coughs> totally. Well, yeah, that's something that's that's an interesting point. Then. Yeah. Because in it, she's like uh, presenting herself as someone from Toontown. <laughs> Which uh, ties back into Cool World, that movie. So you guys might want to watch, want to watch that movie. Which movie? Cool World. It's crazy. Oh, I've seen Cool World, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that Brad yeah. Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. And who's who's the actress who's playing the cartoon character? Kim Basinger. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, and uh, you know, the next day he's got uh, the line, from nowhere to nothing. Mm. That's a line, that's a reference to Cool World right there. Oh, it says American and a fantasticalization from nowhere to nothing. That's the key right there. And you said this is in the next day, right? Okay, yeah. This is okay. the whole key here to be developed just, further. Just shoots and ladders, and this is the kiss. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry. <sighs> yeah, interesting. Okay. Oh, I, I lost my place now. All right. 
Well, J- Jason, I feel like we should we should actually wrap it up. Uh, oh yeah, totally. But but uh, awesome, dude. Yeah. No, you should, you need we, we just to, hit the two uh, the next two hour mark. So we had two hours and another two hours. So that's four yes. hours tonight. Yeah, meditate on these lines here. All right. Mm-hmm. From if you can see me, this is the important uh, song in the next day. Well, they're all important, but mm-hmm. this one is a key. So, anyways, um. Rest in peace, Mark Golding. This is dedicated to you. Yes. And uh, farewell and good night. Good night, sir. It's been good night. Awesome. Thanks. Like Thanks all, all of you. All right. Peace. Take your lands and all that lays beneath the dust of cold flowers drizzle.